Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us. Bobby J and I will be on until 8 o'clock tonight. And then at 8 o'clock tonight, it'll be the Matt McMahon Show covering LSU men's basketball right here live on the Big 870 WWL and free on the Odyssey app. Bob, yesterday, uh, Chris Man Jones, I, I, I watch him, and his stats don't show it, but just how dominant a force he is up front along the defensive line. Oh, with the Chiefs. Yeah. With the Chiefs. And Chris had an amendment. Remember, he had a little bit of a holdout. He didn't play in game one. No, game one, he was in a suite watching the game. He was watching the game, the game yeah, yeah, I remember against that. the Lions. And so Chris had an amendment to the contract that he would get an extra $1 million if he made first team all pro, which he did. Which he did. And then getting to the Super Bowl, which he did. So that's like one, so two million extra. So one million extra. One million. He should have got like one million for All Pro, and then one million going to the Super Bowl. Or that the Chiefs ripped him off because that's a dominant individual. Man, uh, he, but, but he's Mike, one of the uh, best in the game today. No, I know you're dealing with the salary cap and all, but out of doubt, he's that disruptive. I mean, yeah, he has that kind of an impact because everyone, listen, I love Pat Mahomes. I think Pat Mahomes has the potential. Again, listen to what I'm saying. Potential to be the GOAT. Because everyone wants to jump, oh, look at a recent success. I'm telling you, he's accomplished at the highest level a third of Tom Brady. So that's why I'm not saying he can't surpass Tom Brady, but you got to slow your roll. You know how you look at Tom Brady surpassed Joe Montana, how Joe Montana, Johnny United, you can go like all through the generations, all through the decades. But the one thing, where Pat Mahomes is at right now, and you look at Tom Brady and that Chiefs organization, Mike, uh, the, the Chiefs are truly special. Because they're I, doing it in the free agency world. Well, the, See, without Joe, a doubt. Joe without, didn't have to deal no, with that. No, no. Uh, Johnny, you didn't have to deal with that. Bradshaw, he didn't have to no, deal that, with that. No, that started now, the early 90s. No, Brady did. Yeah, yeah, Tom Brady, Brady did. Brady had to and, deal and, and with the it. transition, uh, 92, 93, going into the 90s. It all came about, but definitely the 21st century. But the point I was bringing up is that as great as Pat Mahomes is, look how he was the game manager in the second half. 
when the hell did the Chiefs and, and, and Pat Mahomes and the offense do the second half? <clears throat> the Ravens shut him down. But you know why? Because Andy Reid, because Pat Mahomes is smart enough to know our defense is kicking their ass. The Kansas City Chiefs defense was unbelievable this year. I want to say number two overall. Okay, officer, so what did the Ravens do? My God, the, what, what, the Ravens scored the, 10. They scored 10, 10 points. points. Uh, what? I mean, now, now think about that. What occurred they had in the second no half. fear of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. No. None. Uh, if Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes thought they'd have to be the shootout type game, they'd be more aggressive. Just look at what occurred in the second half when they set the tone is that Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are so confident in their defense. So nothing against Patrick Mahomes because it's a team sport. And Patrick Mahomes is going to reap the benefits. I love Patrick Mahomes. But right now, that Chiefs defense is kicking ass. And Chris Jones is a big part of that. Okay, think about the third down play that they needed to get the first down. And, okay, the Ravens got one of the top defenses in the NFL. Without a doubt. He hits Valdez standing. See, now that's a chance that, uh, you know, what they look, what they did the second half. That's when you plug and play and you pull out a play where we got to hit a big game in the passing game. And then Andy Reid Reid trusts Pat Mahomes. And they did it. Uh, You know what happened after that? Game over. Uh, We're just going to kneel down. Uh, We don't have the games over. We go to the Super Bowl. I I think this, if they would end up winning it all, having to do this on the road and not at home and with an offense that was not very good to start the season – you won with your defense. Without a doubt. Uh, this is maybe the best coaching job Andy Reid has done in Kansas City. Holly's managed this team and to put them in a situation, and they're going to the Super Bowl. Now, the mind-boggling boggling thing, all you football fans out there, the Houdat Nation, because he was part of the Saints, I want to know, know how in the hell could Spagnola Spags have the most miserable year in NFL history, the Bounty Gate year in 2012, and to be so magical a dozen years later, a decade. And listen, Spags, uh, what he's working magic uh, with the Chiefs, what they're doing defensively, the proof's in the pudding, and be so sorry with the damn Saints. He, Mike. Bob, I got uh, no explanation. Uh, other than I the don't fact. either. I, 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 that's what we, I want to know. We what? talked to players that said he did not connect well with him when he was with the Saints. That that was a discourse between him and players on that, defensive players on that team. So you know what that's telling me, though? Uh, he didn't forget how to coach. That means the players weren't good enough to be able to uh, understand what maybe his ability, what they wanted him to do. I mean, I, I'm just speculating here. But all I know is Sean Payne's not uh, – he suspended Bounty Gate year 2012. That team uh, – Defensively was the, awful. No, they, they, Mike, I think that they, they said the worst defense in NFL history. History. And then not just one year. And then Sean Payne comes back and he fires him after one year. He wasn't even in the same building with him. And look where Spags is at now. That to me is the most mind boggling thing I've ever done in radio talking about football or pro football. And to that, me, that's to go no from good the explanation. I, I'm like, that, 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 I don't understand that. Other than what you brought up, the talent wasn't there. Oh, that, that, I mean, I don't think you forgot how to coach. They, I think they had bits and pieces. But his disconnect, because I've talked to way too many players that said he was totally disconnected with the team. That, that, that there was no connection. Because, Mike, now, because he had success 
before the Saints with the Giants. winning Super Bowls, the and then Giants. he comes to the Saints, and he's the worst ever, and then he leaves the Saints, and then all of a sudden he's, he's part of Super Bowls and a, a, a defense that's still impactful in 2023, going to 24 Super Bowl. That, that to me, is mind-boggling. And a young defense. Yeah. And a really young defense. We'll be back with more here on Second Guess. And Josh Klinger, who is the uh, – Sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network will join us right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Here on Second Guest Show, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon. Bobby Hebert live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside, right here in Hancock County, Mississippi, on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. He's the uh, Chiefs Radio Network sideline reporter, fourth year for Josh Klingler. Josh, you live and write. Uh, that's all I can tell you. Uh, what is this, you, the third Super Bowl in four years? Man, you live and write. Breed that rarefied yeah, air, no. brother. <laughs> yeah, not bad. I was I was uh, in town still working the the year before, so I I did go to their first Super Bowl. So I have been to, yeah four. This will be the fourth in five years, but third on the sidelines. So yeah, it's not not been a bad run. I'll tell you that. I guarantee you, Bobby. Now uh, you know, Josh. Uh, I guess the Chiefs fan base they're very educated on uh, football, and uh, obviously everyone appreciates uh, Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and all that. But to me, the difference this year and the consistency there uh, has been the Chiefs' defense. Uh, how does the fan base, uh, to me, even though Mahomes and Kelsey and all that have been magnificent, look especially in that first half, but to me the overall masterpiece is that Kansas City uh, Chiefs' defense with Coach Spags. Yeah, it's been kind of a strange year in that regard, too, because I think it took a long time for people to, and, and really for the Chiefs probably to adjust a little bit to it being a defensive first team. Um, this was a defense that has played consistently all season long, top 10 defense, top one, two in a lot of categories, uh, second in uh, points per game, second in sacks. Uh, they've been outstanding all season long. And 
you kind of waited for the offense to, to kick in gear and it did finally in the playoffs, but it certainly was a, was a, a strange ride offensively throughout much of the year. I think early on in the season, they were giving uh, all kinds of opportunities, mainly for the wide receivers. Like here's six guys who's going to go out and make some plays. And uh, they didn't really find a lot of options through the, uh, through the past game. And that was kind of a work in progress really all year. And then, got down to the end of the season and, and basically just kind of whittled it down, said, here are the guys we could trust. We're going to throw the ball to Kelsey. We're going to throw the ball to uh, Rashi Rice and everybody else. You might get a, a throw here or there, and you better make the play because we'll go elsewhere. And, and I think uh, once they kind of figured out, here's who we could trust, here's who we can't really trust, I, I think this offense ran a lot cleaner uh, come postseason. So they kind of flipped the switch, but not really. It's just they kind of just – tone down their offense from trying to force too many uh, too many options that just weren't there. And then defensively, um, yeah, I can't say enough about Steve Spagnuolo and, and the way he has run this defense this year. They're getting play from two, two and a half deep. Um, you know, based on injuries, they've lost some guys along various levels and seemingly have plugged the next guy in, and it's been just fine. And, uh, you know, really good play up front, two really good corners that have been uh, going all season long, and uh, and just really good communication from front to back, and they've been they've been outstanding. But it's been a little different because this has been an offense forward, offense first uh, Chiefs team for the past few years. So it's it's taken everybody a little bit of an adjustment to to recognize that the defense is the one that makes this really go. And you know, uh, Josh, I'll look at obviously Lamar Jackson. We all think he's going to win the regular season MVP versus uh, Pat Mahomes. But I'm looking at Jam- Lamar Jackson felt the two and four as a start in the postseason, despite having uh, been the top seed in, in the AFC. And I'm looking at uh, the last time that Lamar was able to beat Pat Mahomes in September of 2021. So I don't know. They played five times, and uh, Pat Mahomes has won four out of the five. So to me, there's not even a question. Uh, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes. When they played head-to-head, now I know they're both MVP-type quarterbacks, and I thought it was interesting is the first playoff matchup between former MVP quarterbacks that were both under 30 years of age. But as great as Lamar Jackson is, uh, he ain't Pat Mahomes. Well, and, th- and that's been kind of the case, that you're, you're able to get him sometimes during the regular season, but more often than not, he's beating you in the, in the, in the playoffs. You know, Joe Burrow is really the only one that's that's got him head to head in terms of even uh, regular season record. I think it's even now. I think it's even now regular season, postseason. But but Burrow has won more of the postseason matchups, and so he won that one to get the Bengals to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But um, you might get you know Josh Allen wins a regular season game, but he's not been able to get um, Pat Mahomes in the in the in the postseason. So. Uh, the kid just has a different gear when it comes to the to the regular season. Uh, this year, for sure, I think has has been that. We've seen other years where he's kind of just been flying the entire year. Like I said, the offense kind of went through some phases throughout the season, and he had to kind of adjust and really is dialed into the playoffs. And he's playing his best football of the year uh, right now, uh, along with this offense. And then, like I said, the defense has been consistent all year, so they were kind of just waiting around for the offense, which was which is kind of surprising considering you do have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. But uh, it did take them some time to, I think, find their identity. In fact, it might have taken them like 17 weeks to find their identity. But uh, found it in time at least to turn it on in the postseason. Well, uh, uh, one of the things, yeah, Josh, uh, 
health issue with Sky Moore and, and what's his health status? Uh, because he could be another cog if you can get him healthy for Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, he's been uh, still uh, on the IR. They brought him back for practice a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but he's one of those wide receivers that was really given a full opportunity this year and hasn't really uh, taken advantage of it. So he's now through, he'll be through two seasons, and we really haven't seen much out of him in terms of what the, the, the future has in store. Um, Rashi Rice has been the, the pleasant surprise, the rookie who uh, almost got 1,000 yards this year and, and looks to be everything of a number one uh, wide receiver. But um, Moore uh, did not develop. Uh, Kadarius Toney, who they traded for with the, with the, uh, the Giants, has been uh, often injured and, and really was involved in a bunch of negative plays uh, when he did play this year that were costly for the team in games. Um, uh, Justin Watson probably more pegged for a fourth wide receiver, and I think he gives you kind of that. But really the, the pecking order became kind of difficult this season because it was uh, definitively Kelsey was the number one. Rashi Rice took about a half season, and he really started to come on at the tail end of the season. And, and really nobody else. Marquez Valdez-Scantling made a catch the other day, but he's had his ups and downs, and seemingly he's kind of, you know, the, the distant, plan, distant plan B uh, that they're going to throw him the ball three times maybe a game now, and you better come up with a couple of those plays, and he did in, in, the, uh, in the AFC Championship game. But, you know, he's a guy I think they'll, they'll try to, to still find a role for down the field, but uh, they've been few and far between. Running the football as well has been effective with Isaiah Pacheco, and so they've kind of leaned on the, the run game and, and again, get it to your, to your guys you can trust and, and hope that there's another guy that can make a play here or there. I mean, normally you look at teams, guys, right, and you say, man, if you had two wide receivers and a running back and the best quarterback in the league, uh, everything should be fine. Um, that's pretty much what the Chiefs have, <laughs> but it's seemingly we're always kind of looking for more offensively, and I think they will. I think they'll dress in the offseason regardless of the fact they're getting to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to they're gonna go out in, in either a draft or a free agent or maybe both and try to get uh, another pass catcher uh, type for, for Patrick Mahomes in the offseason. Now, uh, Josh, from a uh, uh, you know, Chiefs offensive perspective and then also looking at from a 49ers defensive perspective, they have to take the approach that uh, Travis Kelsey ain't beating us. I mean, that first half he had was unbelievable. He ended up catching with 11 patches, passes, 116 yards, and a touchdown. That was all in the first half. Uh, he surpassed Jerry Rice's career record for postseason uh, receptions. So I would think the 49ers game plan, one thing, and Mahomes goes to other receivers and make them catch the ball, but don't let them uh, have that connection which has been unbelievable in NFL history between him and Kelsey. Would that be a fair assessment? That one thing I yeah. know, we're not going to let Mahomes and Kelsey go off. Yeah, I mean, that, that has to be the recipe. Easier said than done, obviously. Um, Travis Kelsey just does such a fantastic job of getting himself open in space and seemingly has an ESP with, with Patrick Mahomes. And even at times he looked a little bit banged up throughout most of the season and he got the, the rest in week 18 and then has just absolutely looks like he's completely recharged. So, yeah, I mean, every team's goal is to, to not let those two get going. But, again, easier said than done. But, yeah, you need to force Patrick Mahomes to throw to other guys. You need to also stop uh, the run game early because it is still a, a West Coast offense where 
if uh, if they can throw the ball around the yard, they will. Uh, but if uh, if Isaiah Pacheco gets going in the run game, they'll tend to stay with it a little bit longer. And then, yeah, don't let Kelsey beat you. And, and right now, don't let Rashi Rice beat you and take your chances with everybody else. Josh, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Though it's been a busy uh, 24 hours for you. Appreciate your time. And, again, breathe in that rarefied air, man, because yeah. uh, with yeah. that young defense and Mahomes, you might be breathing some more air. Rarefied. Yeah, well, they're going to have some work to do on defense next year. I mean, Chris Jones is up, you know, for, uh, for, uh, for a big contract. contract yeah. and I don't know if it's, it's going to happen in Kansas City or not. And then LeJarius Need has played yep. himself in a fantastic contract year as well so they got some some money probably to get to on defense but they got a lot of young players that they've been bringing through the system as well and it's been it's been fun to see that develop uh, certainly and uh, again they're they're the reason this team is is where they're at and then you can oh, oh by the way also rely on Patrick Mahomes it ain't a bad life right now <laughs> thank you Josh appreciate it bud all right Josh anytime guys all righty Josh Klingler he's the Chiefs radio network sideline reporter this is his fourth year. He's going. He has been to three. Going to be in three Super Bowls that he's got to cover. We'll be back and we'll have on with us Jeff Nowak, uh, Saints sideline reporter, digital content producer in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Uh, today was all the measurements and uh, I guess interview nights too uh, with that, the Senior Bowl because that's normally when they get a lot of that in. We'll have Jeff with us right after this break here on the Big Eight Seventy WWL on Second Guess. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here on the second guest show, Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear at the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Our Senior Bowl update is brought to you by the spirit of First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. On our Oakwood Jewelers talk and text line, Jeff Nowak, St. Sideline reporter, digital content producer, out in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Jeff, I was talking to Bob about this because I spent some time with Michael Penix Jr. at the Manning Camp. The mm-hmm. first time we met, he stuck out that big mitt to me. And, man, I was like, man, that guy's got some big hands. And I saw the measurements, 10 and 3 eighths for his hand. Because uh, I remember Hendon Hooker, uh, he also, Josh Allen, I think he measured in like 11. Uh, with his hands. And so, man, he's got some big mitts to grip a football and throw it. And so I wasn't surprised at that. Man, a lot of people online, oh, man, Michael Penix uh, Jr.'s got some big hands. When he stuck that, that hand out the first time, I was like, whoa, uh, that guy, he can grip a football and playing in the Pacific Northwest where a lot of times you're not playing in the best of weather. No, you throw that wet ball. A wet, a wet football, a hard football. That's what impresses me about Mike. I don't know about the Senior Bowl, uh, how things will be with him. I think the combine will be a much bigger deal for him because of the medicals with the two ACLs. But I know he wants to put on a show this week out in Mobile. Yeah, I always always get a kick out of this time of year because it's the only time you'll ever talk about the hand size of these players. And uh, 
I, I, I think Joe Burrow is a player who had, you know, he came in with the tiny hands. Pat Mahomes had tiny hands. So you can work through it. You know, the guy that I thought was interesting was Kenny Pickett because he wears two gloves for a reason. But, no, I mean, the, the quarterbacks at this year's Senior Bowl, I think, you know, when you look at last year and you're talking about J.K. or Clayton Toon, you know, just uh, Jaron Hall, you know, nothing really exciting. And, you know, you have a significant upgrade in terms of the quarterback interest level at this Senior Bowl. And it's, you're talking about guys who, you know, these might be first-round picks. They might not be. This process is what's going to determine, not necessarily the Senior Bowl, but this pre-draft process is going to be go a long way toward determining Bo Nix, Michael Penix, you know, a guy like, like Pratt at a two-lane. Uh, there, there's just a lot of intrigue. And one thing that I found interesting is they could have gone the route of putting these guys on opposite teams and having them go up against each other. Instead, they put them on the same team, which I think is helpful because it's going to allow people to watch them throw back-to-back and kind of get a comparison there. You know, one of them's lefty, one of them's a righty. So they could probably throw at the same time about the size of the field even. But I do think that's going to be kind of appointment viewing is whenever those two guys are on the field uh, this weekend, this week. Super competitive. And um, the draft grades on them, depending on who you talk to, because I got a number of friends of mine that will ask me about Bo Nix's time uh, at Auburn and, and what happened there because they scouted him in the Pac-12. And you see these guys, some people have Knicks and Penix as second-round picks, and some of them have I got them both as first-round picks. I just think because of supply and demand, yeah. both of them will go in round one. Now, Penix is the question mark because I think because of the knee operations and how teams will look at that having two of them. I think that's going to be the key with Mike. It's not his passing skills or his age medical and, and and you know jeff like mike was saying i want y'all both to comment on this and educate me that i think even though it's called the senior bowl now finally you don't necessarily have to be a nope. senior to go to this game I, I think that's the right formula when you say that no I, I believe that uh jeff i think you know i, I talked to jim about it jim Nagy, uh the senior mm-hmm. director of the senior bowl and he told me mike we have to adjust it's like anything else in life we have to adjust now to what is coming in and coming out, and not all the guys <coughs> that are going to be uh, available are going to be seniors. Correct. Right? Yeah. What do you, what do you yeah, think no, on that, Jeff? I, I do. I do wonder if they if they'll rebrand at some point down the road because <laughs> calling it the Senior Bowl and allowing juniors to go kind of feels weird. But I agree. I mean, if you are declared for the draft, you are, it, it, and the idea is to get these guys who are not necessarily the top end picks a showcase that they wouldn't otherwise have. That's kind of the point, right? And you're really just expanding. And I mean, you look at it now, it's like a lot of these guys are red shirt juniors. Like there's, there's situations where it's like, yeah, they're a senior in, in all intensive purposes. Like, and the guys who come out early that are going to be top end prospects aren't going to be there anyway. So I don't think it waters it down at all. Um, but it just does give you an extra chance to look at a lot of these guys and you know for the saints you know everyone i think everyone kind of rolls their eyes when you talk about the senior role a little bit but it's like the saints view this as a major scouting event and a lot of teams view this as a major scouting event i think going back to 2000 the saints have drafted something like 53 players out of the senior bowl and then you look at some of the free agent signings like nathan shepherd colin saunders Tano passino these are all players that the saints scouted at the senior bowl got a close look at didn't end up drafting, but the first chance they had to bring them in, they did. So, I mean, the more the more opportunities that you get to look at these players, especially 
you know, I know the Saints have Phil Galliano as a uh, one of the, I think he's the special teams coordinator for one of the teams. So we'll get a really close look at a lot of these guys. I just think it's, it's so valuable for, for teams and for these players. And three guys in the 2023 draft played in the senior bowl that the Saints yeah. drafted. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, like, exactly like what Mike said, Jeff. The Saints have always had uh, interest in the senior bowl as far as future prospects and uh, who they're going to draft. Obviously, I think y'all have commented on that, how it's a priority for the Saints organization. But uh, what have you seen as far as the local products uh, so far? Now, it's just starting uh, from LSU and Tulane. I, I, I know, you know, from a local perspective, we're always interested in that. Yeah, because Pratt and yeah. Jaquan from Tulane, from Tulane and uh, Charles Turner, uh, the, the center uh, from LSU. Yeah. It's an important week for him. And that was the question I was going to ask. Offensive line, and I told this to Jim, I think he does as good a job as he could do with linemen. Offensive linemen. Jeff, you look at the last couple years of where those guys get picked. And Senior Bowl has done a great job of recruiting linemen to go to Mobile, and they might have had a second-round pick grade, they turn into first-round picks. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, Michael Pratt is going to be interesting. I mean, there's a lot of really interesting names locally, but, um, you know, Jaquan Jackson, I think, is, is someone that I, I'm really interested in getting a good look at. With, with a lot of these positions, the way I, you know, this is my third you're going there in the in the preseason or in the in the off season to kind of get a look at it. I've kind of had to like learn how to how I want to go about my scouting process. And then the first day I go up in the stands, and I I really don't go in with a target of who I want to look at. I kind of just watch, and then I start taking notes on like who pops, right? Like who who stands out because I kind of want to let the performances speak for themselves. And you know, I, I think I think last year it was. Uh, Tank Dell, whose name I wrote down like five different times. I didn't really know much about Tank Dell going into the weekend. But, you know, by the end of it, I was like, oh, this guy, this, the Saints got to get this guy. I mean, he's, he's just making people look silly all week long. He ended up going in the third round of the Texans. Uh, another guy, Jaden Reed, stood out. And it's like, I think that's just kind of a healthy way to do it because, you know, I, I, a lot of times, like the first year I went and I kind of just wrote down all these names and I was looking for them and I was trying to find them. And I found that I was kind of, I was, I was looking for stuff rather than just kind of watching. And I don't know, this is kind of just how I choose to go about it. But every year there's one or two guys who just pop up and, and you know, they force you to watch them. I think Daywan Jones is a good example last year where you just see him compared to some of these other players and, and it just stands out. You could tell he's the pro. Uh, you know, I think the kid from Oregon State, Fuaga, is going to be that guy this year that he's going to show up down there and, and just maul people and make himself probably a, a top 15 pick, which I think the Saints are going to be really interested in that. You know, Jordan Morgan out of Arizona, I'm really intrigued to get a look at. Tyler Guyton out of Oklahoma, I'm really intrigued to get a look at. These are all guys who are going to be fringe first-rounders. So, I mean, this is, this is going to be where the Saints get a really close look at some of these players they might be looking at in the lines. Fuaga, man, he's the best run blocker in this draft class. Mm -hmm. Jeff, I'm telling you right now. So, I have a question for you and Mike, Jeff. Um, to me, and I would speculate here, that as much uh, importance as the whole week and they have the Senior Bowl game, I would say the practices are more important than the game. Is that a fair assessment? Amen. Because Jeff, you, can answer you know that. whether you go one-on-one. -on -one, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, to me it just seems like, okay, all the different drills and the reps that you can look, whether it's one-on-one -on -one pass protection, 
or any of the individual drills. It just seems like that I'd much rather kick ass during the week in practice than have maybe. No, if you have an awesome game, that's different. But to me, the practice matters matters more than the game. Yes. Bobby, I would actually take it a step further and say the interviews also matter more than the game. Like if you're splitting this up into practice, interviews, and game, I would put the game third on that list of what's important, what's most important for these players and getting to know these teams and these teams getting to know these players. But, yeah, I mean, from a scouting perspective, uh, you're, you know, those, those three days of practice, you can't replace them. I mean, especially last year, the Saints got such a good look at some of these players with Ronald Curry as one of the coordinators. Um, and I think, again, Phil Galliano is going to be out there. I don't know if they have any other assistants. But, yeah, I mean, this is, there, there, there's a reason the Saints draft a lot of players because the Saints like to draft players that they know. Right? They don't want to be guessing in the draft. They want to know exactly what makes these players tick. I think Thomas Dimitrov would, just, would uh, term it as like sniff the pits, uh, which is kind of gross, but I think it kind of tells the story of what you're trying to get. Like, you don't want to just be throwing darts in the draft. You want to know exactly what you're getting, and that's what you learn during these practices and these interviews, a lot more than just the game itself. Jeff, I think a lot of times what people don't get is coaches that are there because everybody wants to look at their own position – Sometimes general managers, they're not out on the road every week, okay? And if you're right. coaching, okay, yeah, you're worried about what you, your game. You're not worried about USC, UCLA, or LSU, Mississippi State. Yep. You might glimpse it at it on television, but you, that's not what you basing your deal on. I think that's why Senior Bowl is so important. It's your first real job interview, so to speak, for the NFL. No, I agree completely. I mean, and, and it's like kind of just, you know, the combine is, is similar to that, but I just think the combine is more about the top end prospects. And this is more about the day two prospects most of the time. And people will say, well, I really, I don't really care about that. But when you look at NFL rosters and you look at how teams are built, you know, the meat of your roster is not the first rounders. It is the guys you find in the second, third, fourth, fifth round that you develop over time and become, you know, top-end NFL players that didn't walk in day one ready to be a starter. And that's what you're getting this weekend. So I agree completely. I think it's super valuable. My thing is, look at the Lions and what Brian Branch and Sam Laporta brought to the table. They were day two picks. They were picked in the second round. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. I know we'll talk all week long. Uh, Appreciate uh, your insights at the Senior Bowl, and you'll have a lot more to talk about tomorrow once they hit the field. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. All right, That was Jeff Nowak, St. Sideline Reporter, digital content producer. Senior Bowl update is brought to you by the spirit of First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. We'll be back to finish it off here on Second Guest right after this break on the Big 870. Finishing up here on the Second Guest show, Mike, to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi at 8 o'clock. Right here on the Big 870, it'll be the Matt McMahon Show, uh, LSU basketball, talking about the men's Tiger basketball team. Uh, And we'll have Jeff Nowak on uh, each and every day. He'll be in uh, Mobile covering the Senior Bowl, so we'll get to talk about some of the players and practices tomorrow. Today was just sort of weigh-in and measurement day right, right. Uh, at the Senior Bowl. They're so, like meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of interviews for players. Bob? Uh, well, uh, yeah, th- this is interesting uh, because you look at the NFL and, uh, you know, they always get challenged uh, whether they're being progressive enough. 
But, you know, you've heard of the Rooney Rule. Uh, the NFL originally created the Rooney Rule in 2003 to promote a number of minority head coaches and later general managers and executives by requiring teams to interview at least one person of color before making a hire. Now, I can tell you what, uh, they've, they've kind of hit the lottery uh, uh, this year. Uh, you know, uh, this is from black uh, head coaches. This is from Labchick uh, told the Associated Press. Uh, Richard Labchick, the founder of Institute of Diversity and Ethics in Sports. The league has been struggling to raise the percentage of head coaches of color. Uh, but then he says right now that uh, they've really uh, hit it. Uh, the rewards have finally come home. If you look at four minority head coaches have been hired this year. Uh, look at the Falcons went with Raheem Morris. The Patriots went with Gerard Mayo. Las Vegas got Antonio Pierce. And K uh, Carolina got uh, Dave Canales, uh, the, the Hispanic uh, coach. He kind of took over Ron Rivera, bringing the number of coaches of color entering the 2024 season to nine, the most in league history. And I don't know, there might be more. Look, Seattle, uh, the Seahawks, and, and the Washington Commanders have yet I, I to fill Dan their jo vacancies. I, I think Dan Johnson's got that job in Washington. But you know what I'm saying, Mike? Yeah, still I, I, yeah I understand. But, but Mike, uh, that, that's why that you know when you say, oh, that, yeah, they're heading in the right direction if you truly along those lines. They have nine right now minority coaches in the NFL. That's the most in league history. Bob, a little over seven minutes left in the third quarter. The Pelicans, who had a 15-point lead, that's been whittled down. They are leading Boston 68-63. Yeah. And so 68-63 Pelicans over Boston, who are out there, two big men in the middle, so to speak. We'll be back tomorrow with another version of Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long, Steve Gallup. Bobby's got the day off. Bobby, tell him good night. All right, I got to go to the dentist tomorrow. All right, bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who the heck goes, Saints? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.